We are live. Amen. Amen. We're going to begin to go into the book of uh, Exodus chapter number 17 is where we're going to start. Uh, that's going to be our base scripture. Exodus chapter number 17, Old Testament. Amen. Father, we, we come before you now and we thank you. We ask, Lord God, that you allow me to decrease. We pray, Father God, that the Holy Spirit, he himself, will completely take over and shadow me, God. Let none of me be shown, but all of you, God, be manifest in this place today. God, we give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. <coughs> now, uh, before we go into Exodus chapter number 17, and our base scripture will be from verse number 8, we need to do a, uh, some, some background uh, about what's really going on here. Um, we find that, that the children of Israel, what had happened, they had just crossed the Red Sea. They had been delivered. They were singing songs of praise. Miriam had her people together, and they were glorifying God. They were excited by the major deliverance they had experienced. So then what happened, they're, they're in a place three days later, they're at a place called Sir. Now, that word Sir means a wall place. And at this particular place, because it's a walled-in place, we find that they are complaining three days later after major deliverance. And, and I, I said to God, I said, okay, God, what are you trying to say to us? And, and he says, like this, Brenda, he says, usually when we come out of a place of a major deliverance, when God really do some fantastic things for us, he says he will take us to a place where we're walled in. He will take us to a place where we know that we can do nothing apart from him. So he will take us to that walled in place. So, so in that walled in place, certain places you can, you can try to go. Have you ever been into a, hit a brick wall before? You know, and you're like, God, what in the world is going on? Why am I hitting this brick wall? But God says, I want you to know that the deliverance that you just had, that you can't do nothing apart from me. And I said, okay, God, I, I understand what you are saying. I can do nothing apart. You can do nothing apart from God. Amen. 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 So, so from that place, from that wall place, God understands that sometimes he will lead us to a place called uh, Myra. Myra is a place of bitterness. Sometimes, you know, God will, after our deliverance, that major deliverance, we will end up in a season of bitterness. Amen? But, but God does not allow us to stay that long. So what happened with Israel is they began to complain again. So once they began to complain again, God said, well, I've got to do something because they began to cry out to God. So when they cried out to God, now God leads them to a place called Elam. Now, Elam is a place of strong trees. It's a place of strength. And, and God said, I need to do something for my people because they need to know that I am still with them. So at this place of Elam, at this particular place, there is what they call, they come to a place where they find 12 wells of water. And also there are 40 palm trees. So, okay, God, 
What is the significance? What is the significance of, of these wells of water? So he says, let's break it down this way. We know that when we count the numbers, talk about the number 12. The number 12 means God's divine purpose in man. God's divine purpose in man. And it is God's divine will that we walk in, the, in a place of abundance. It is God's will that, that we continue in a place of overflow in the spirit. Uh, that's God's divine will. So, so he takes us to a place of abundance. And then I said, God, what do these palm trees represent? What's the significance? He said the significance is as far as a palm tree, a palm means victory. When you look at the, well, the word palm in Hebrew, it means victory. But it's also a place of testing. Because it's, it's three scores and ten, which means it's forty. Forty is a time of testing. But when you break that number on down, four plus zero, you're going to get four. Then the number four means season. So God said, in this process where he is leading us, there are going to be seasonal changes. Now, there are times when the Lord says, I will leave you in that place of abundance for a while. See, Israel, what happened was they were there for two and a half months at this place called Elam, right in the place of abundance. Do we not all want to be in that place of abundance and linger there? Well, God also told us it's a time, a seasonal change as well. So the next place they find themselves is in the wilderness of sin. Oh, God. In the wilderness of sin. This is where they find themselves this time. Then they began to complain again. They began to complain against Moses. They, they began to complain because they, their minds went back to Egypt. It, it went back to a, a place of limitation. What they said was, well, I remember when we sat by the flesh pot. Not ate from the flesh pot, but it says when they sat by the flesh pot, and the Bible goes on to say that they ate bread and full. Well, at this point is where God shows me a revelation. Not only when, when they began to say what they said about the flesh pot and the, and the bread, then God reveals to me, okay, what God says, he said, in the evening I'm going to bring you flesh to eat. Then he says, I'm going to bring down this dew. I'm going to bring down this dew. And with this dew, so there's something that's going to happen. That's come, this frost is going to come down from heaven. But this is the mystery that God showed me in the word. Now, by the way, the title of this message is The Importance of Undergirding Leadership. Uh, the Importance of Undergirding Leadership. Remember now, they've been complaining, right? They've been complaining. Now, the, here's the mystery. This is why it's so important that we lift up, we pray, we support, and we undergird not only the leadership that's here within the, in the church house, but also the leadership that's in your house. Amen? Amen. Because you've got some leaders, so, so therefore, as priests, as men or priests of your house, you need to make sure we, as those that are supporting the priests in the house, we need to make sure we are supporting them or lifting them up. Amen? And the reason why is God will show mysteries. God will show mysteries. So, okay, God, now what's the mystery that God is re revealing here when he talks about the flesh, the quails that came in, and, and how he talked about the man? I said, God, what is the mystery? 
He says, first of all, we need to understand that we need to understand that what's happening is that the quails is symbolic. The quails are symbolic of Christ's flesh. Right in the midst of what God is showing me, he is saying, I'm showing you the redemptive plan. The redemptive plan of salvation right here in the book of Exodus while they're in the wilderness. Now, let's go to St. John chapter number 6. St. John chapter number 6. St. John chapter number 6. Dealing with the eating of the quails, which represents the flesh of Christ. See, this is the redemptive plan that God is revealing. These are, see, this is why it's so important to, to lift up the leaders, those that's going to feed you the word of God. Because, see, there are mysteries down hidden in the word of God. All right. Now, St. John chapter number 6. And we're going to begin reading at verse number. I want to read verse 48 first. Okay. Verse 48 says, I am that bread of life. Talking about Christ. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. Verse 51. He says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I would give is my what? My flesh, okay, which I will give for the life of the world. And he speaks about his redemptive plan the back in the time of Moses. Moses means to be drawn out. See, once you're drawn out and you're caught up in the spirit of God, God will reveal the mysteries of his word, his hidden, hidden mysteries of his word. Verse 52 says, the Jews therefore strove among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Verse 54 says, Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. So, so what God has revealed here, that the quails that came in, and, and, and the Bible says they covered the whole camp. That is a, the symbolism of Christ coming when we get into the New Testament. That's one of the mysteries there. That's one of the mysteries. I said, okay, God. And then God says the next thing he talks about is to do. He says he's going to give them bread from heaven. That this was manna. And God says when it comes down to this do, the symbolic meaning of the do is, is represents God's glory. <laughs> so every morning when you see the, the, see the frost come down in the dew and you wake up, you know that God's glory has been there. Amen. It's just like this morning, you know, in the presence. And as we were singing that song, the, the glory of God began to descend in this place. So understand this. Whenever the glory comes down, whenever the glory descends and then it ascends, it always leaves something behind. There's always evidence left behind when the glory falls. Amen. Always, always. And what's left behind is what we call manna. And when you begin to break that down, you continue to look at it in Hebrew, it really represents man. 
Praise God. Amen. So, 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 so first now, now you, we understand that it's the, the flesh is representing Christ. Okay? This part of the mystery. Now, the dew is representing his glory. And whenever his glory leaves and descends or ascends upward, what happens, there's always evidence. You know, it's just like somebody come to Christ and, and they get saved. All of a sudden, you see a change in their life. That's evidence they've been in contact with the glory. Amen. Evidence they've been in contact with the glory. Now, the next thing God revealed uh, as a hidden mystery, it talks about the rock. You know, how, how uh, when they complain about not having any water, then God tells uh, Moses to, to smite the rock. Now, we all know that the rock is Jesus Christ. We all know that the rock is Jesus Christ. Now, let's see. After that, what happens is this. You remember when he strikes the rock? Everybody talks about the rock, the rock being Christ. But what comes out of the rock? Water. Mm -hmm. Mystery. Water. Water comes out of the rock. Now, let's look at St. John chapter number 7. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 We talk about mysteries now. This is the mysteries, the mysteries of the kingdom that are really hidden in the word. All right, he smites the rock. The rock is Christ. From that rock comes the water. St. John, chapter number 7, looking at verse number 37. We're going to look at this water because oftentimes we talk about the rock, Christ, but we never talk about the water. <laughs> never talk about the water. Now, verse number 37 says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall do what? Shall flow rivers of living waters. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But God, what, what else is he talking about? What, 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 what else is that? What's, what's the hidden mystery there? And verse 39 says, But this spake he of the what? The Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive. For the, who? For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. I said, what are you saying, God? God said that water that's, that, that comes out of that rock is nothing but the Holy Ghost itself. You see, see that those are the hidden mysteries. That's why it's so important that, that we undergird, we lift up leadership because when that takes place, God himself will begin to pour into that leader and you'll be able to see the hidden mysteries of God's word. Just think about that. The redemptive plan of salvation was revealed way back in Moses' time. The Holy Spirit, the water that come up out of that rock, the Holy Ghost. I said, God, you're bad. When he, when he revealed it to me, I said, God, you're bad. That's what it, I don't know how y'all talk to him, but that's how I talk to him. When I said bad, I don't mean bad in a bad way. I mean bad in a good way. Y'all know how them young folks talk. Oh, man, that's bad. You know, that's a bad call. That's, that's, that's a bad way. You know how they talk. Yeah, yeah. I said, God, you bad, God. To, to reveal what he revealed. I said, Mom, I had a I had a shout party all by myself at my house. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Importance of to undergird leadership. Important. 
And now, 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 what happens after this? After he shows me the redemptive plan, he, he shows me the revealing of his glory. He, his, and I'm like, God, this, this is so awesome. Then he said, now, let's go a little bit further, Brennan. He said, let's go a little piece further. Let's go now to our main text, Exodus chapter number 17. Exodus chapter number 17. All right, now, remember this. Whenever God do something great in your life, always expect the enemy to show up. Whenever there's a major deliverance that takes place in your life, always expect the enemy to show up. But you know what? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Now, Exodus chapter number 17. All right, we're going to break this down. Amen. Blessed so far. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, verse number 8, Exodus chapter number 17. We're going to begin reading at verse number 8. The Bible says, Then came Amalek and fought with Israel and Rephidim. Okay, what does that say? I know that's a few words and that's a small sentence, but what does that say? Once you have your deliverance and God's taking you through those different seasons, the word Amalek there means uh, the dwellers in the valley. They are your uh, nutrients uh, that we have, but the Amaleks, they're there trying to rob the nutrients that you have in this time of your breakthrough. Amen? So, so the, what's happening is they are nutrient robbers. And I said, okay, help me to break that even further down. He says, they are descendants of Esau. I said, okay, God, what does that mean, descendants of Esau? He says, the enemy is after your birthright. Amen. He's after your birthright. See, we've all been given a birthright through Christ Jesus. And, and we find that the enemy it wants to be robbers and is a robber of your birthright. That gives you legal rights and legal access to anything that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has. Amen. So, so they're after your, 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 your birthright. They, they, they are robbers of the nutrients within your soul. Now, watch where they fight. The enemy will fight you at. Okay? It says in a place called Rephidim. Rephidim is a place of rest. You know how somehow it can be going so good for you sometimes, and all of a sudden you, we get comfortable? That's when the enemy shows up. He shows up in our place of rest, okay? Now, verse number 9 says, And Moses said unto Joshua, one that's been thrown out, Joshua is that warring spirit that is on the inside. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out, fight with Emily. You got to fight with that thing that's trying to, to steal the nutrients from your soul, okay? That's trying to steal your birthright. And I said, choose you out some men. Then he says, tomorrow. So when is the enemy going to show up? God says, tomorrow. I said, God, what does tomorrow mean? In your next season. And so in your next season, whatever God has for you, you can rest assured the enemy is going to show up at your door because he wants your birthright. He don't want you to have what God has for you. Amen. So he's going to show up in your next season. But don't worry about it. God got it all under control. God got it all under control. He's going to show up in your next season. And then the Bible says, he says, fight with Emily tomorrow, which is your next season. Moses is talking. One has been drawn out of the spirit. He said, I will stand on the top of the hill. Interesting. 
with the rod of God in mine hand. So, okay, God, heal, heal. What are you saying? He tells him, as he's been drawn of the Spirit, to position himself on top of the hill. Okay? Okay, God. I'm to position my place. See, the hill is a place of positioning. Let, let's go to... We want to go to... I need to get to this for you all to have this. I believe we're going, we're going to go to the book of Ephesians. We're going to, I didn't write this down, but I think we're going to go to the... Yeah, this is, this is not a scripture that I wrote down, but this is one that you need. Amen. Because you've got to know where you, where you got to fight from. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter number 2. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You say, I have to rely on him. Ephesians chapter number 2. Ephesians chapter number 2. New Testament. New Testament, Ephesians chapter number 2. I'm going to give you time to get there because you got to know about this hill. you got to know about this place of positioning. Because a lot of times we lose battles, and the reason why we lose battles is we're not in the right position. Amen? Okay, are we there? Amen. Ephesians chapter number 2, and we're going to look at verse number, let's read 5. 5 says, even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together to my Christ, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Verse 6 is key. And has raised us up. Where? Together. And made us to do what? Sit together. And what we're sitting at? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Okay? So, so what God is saying here is that that position, it was important how we position ourselves in battle. So when you position yourself in battle, you got to know you're fighting the enemy from the high place. You see Ephesians chapter number 2, you're fighting the enemy from the high place. Most time we fight the enemy on his turf in the low place. That's why we lose the battle. But when we fight from the position where we're supposed to be seated already, and we're already seated in heavenly places, that means we're over the Satan. We're, we're much greater, much higher than the enemy. So we are positioned in heavenly places. So that's where we fight from. You fight from heavenly places. That's how you wear them out, Tosh. That's how you wear the enemy out. Yeah, see, we've been quick. We got to know to fight from the high place. We've been fighting from the low place and losing battles. Anybody been losing battles lately? <laughs> huh. Yeah, so, so understand now, you got to make sure you remember. You see, you got to believe you there. You got to know where the shadow of doubt, you're in that heavenly place. That's where you've been positioned. So when you're positioned there and you know that's where you're taking your stance from, then God says you will win the battle every time. Every time. Your position, you got to know your position. Okay? Now, back to Exodus. Mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. Back to Exodus chapter number 17. Slow down, Brenda. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm so excited about this word, I can't understand myself. Amen. Praise God. So, so he takes the rod of God, the, the power and the authority of God in his hand. Verse number 10, it says, So Joshua did as Moses had said. Now remember that Joshua is that warring spirit, okay? So, so that's what calls for us a spirit of obedience, 
Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Uh, a spirit of obedience. See, see when, when, when the man of God or, or, or when, when, the, when the, the people of God begins to share the word of God, then we have to act on, on the, in the spirit of obedience. So he says, so Joshua did as Moses had said to him, and he fought with Emily. You, you're fighting that enemy and your season that's coming up is the one that wants to rob you of what God has on the inside of you. If he, you see, the devil ain't going to mess with nobody that ain't got nothing on the inside. That has no value. Uh-uh. He, 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 when he knows that you got some worth in you, you, you rest assured, you got a battle on your hand. Because he knows your value. See, most times and most often, uh, the enemy knows more about what's going on in us or the gifting God has given us than we do ourselves. And the reason being, we think, oh no, not me, God. God said, yeah, you. Yes, you. So we got to understand that we have been gifted and we have our Holy Spirit living down on the inside of us. See, we got to walk in the spirit of obedience, believing, believing what God says. Believe, got to believe it. Got to believe it now. Now, the, the Bible goes on to say, in verse number 11, say, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hand. Okay. When he held up his hand, that is an act of surrender to God. <laughs> an act of surrender. That's an act of surrender. That's an act of surrender to God. It came to pass. See, that means prior to that, somewhere, that must not have been a surrender point. Because, see, if you look at verse number 11, and it says, and it came to pass. Which means somewhere before that, it wasn't happening. You know, call, we call it total surrender. Amen. How we have a place of total surrender. It's like, God, whatever you say, whatever you want, whatever your will is, that's total surrender. Amen. It's not what we want. Okay? It's, it's not that. See, whenever we uh, lift up our hands and we begin to exalt God, we're telling God that I am totally surrendering myself to you. It's no more you. It's all about what he wants. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Now, he lifts up his hand. He comes to a place of total surrender. Now, it says, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hand. That hand means his power. You, you know, he, you see, he's surrendering his own power to the, to the will of, thank you, Holy Ghost. His, he's surrendering his own, his power to the will of God. Amen? You know how it is how we still won't hold on to a little bit of it. You don't want to release it all. I, I see a few heads going like this. <laughs> and some smiles too. See, all y'all other folk that act like you know got all going on, you know you didn't lie. Amen. 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 So so you know we still holding on to something. Amen. Amen. We ain't gave it all to God. Amen. 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 Now, now one thing for sure, the Holy Ghost will reveal things to, to leadership. Amen. So so God says when you hold up your hands, when you when you let go of you, when you let go of self and surrender to him, God can do some work. Amen. Not only here, but also in your home. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about total surrender. Holy Spirit, I don't know where that's coming from, but I know that you know. Total surrender in your home. Total surrender. Total surrender. And when a priest is operating the way he should be operating in God, then everything in the house should be under submission. Because see, surrender also means submission. Amen. So how many of us in, uh, uh, do the Holy Ghost need to walk down the aisle and ask how many folk in the house 
It's being submitted. Somebody said, well, what well, man, I ain't got no husband. Let me tell you, God is your husband. Amen. And you still got to submit and surrender. Total surrender. Total surrender. Somebody said, like, oh, I don't, I don't. they can't tell me. Oh, yes, they can. Because, let me tell you something. The man has been put over the woman according to the scripture. You see, that's God, that's Christ, that's man, and then there's who? Woman. Woman. And anything, anything apart from that is out of what? Order. That's a book. That's nothing I made up. It's in the book. It's in the book. Y'all, oh, I hear that. Y'all married folk. I hear you, Holy Ghost. Hear you, Holy Ghost. Submission. Submission. House. Oh, Jesus. Said I was going to stay calm today. Thank you, Lord. Submission. Let go of you. Let go of self. And submit. Surrender. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. And it came to pass. <laughs> that means somebody going to do it in the house that hadn't been doing it. Because it said, and it came to pass. So that means somebody is going to start surrendering. Amen. Somebody's going to start submitting. Amen. Amen. It's going to come to pass in your house. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Going to let go of what Seth wants. Now, watch what happens when we do total surrender. Watch what happens. Now it says, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel did what? Prevail. That means you win. Did y'all realize that in submitting and surrendering, we win every time? Amen. Have you wondered why we're losing sometimes? Check it out. The surrender mode. Submission. Okay. You'll prevail. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And watch this. And when he let down his hand, Amalek, that means the robber of the nutrients of your soul, then it prevails. You see how important surrendering and submission is? Uplifting and, uh, and undergirding the importance of it, whether it be in the church house or whether it be in your house. Because what happens when there's toast, surrender, unit, thank you, Holy Spirit. When there's unity, then the enemy cannot come in and rob of us of anything. He can't come in and rob. He can't, he can't come in and rob the nutrients. You know, when husband and wife, oh, Holy Spirit, why are we still there? When husband and wives are unified, walking on one accord, the enemy don't know have a chance. But when we're walking in two different ways, the Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree? Do you not want, do you not want to defeat the Amalek in, in your life or in my life? He said, he's robbing me. He's after your birthright. He, he's after the things that God has for you. And whenever we're divided in any part, then the enemy has a field day in that. Do you not know he has, oh, Holy Spirit, I hear you. He has legal rights to operate in darkness. Did y'all catch that? The enemy has legal rights to operate in darkness. So if you're operating in darkness in any, any kind of way, you're just, just giving the enemy access into your turf. Access. See, you got to put light on the darkness. 
See, when you put light on darkness, then it's got to despair. It's got to go. But as long as we're still operating in darkness, then we will never walk in unity. And the enemy will always rob you of what belongs to you that's been given to you by God. Amen. Anybody been robbed lately? Amen. Amen. We, we might as well tell the truth. We all been robbed. Amen. Amen. We all been robbed. Something that God had in store for us. And the enemy, enemy has come in because we operate in a place of darkness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So when he let his hands down, then the, 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 the nutrient robbers, they prevail. Now watch what happens in verse number 12. But Moses' hand were heavy, weighted. Okay? There's power. See, he's been drawn out. We can only carry so much. So that was heavy. And watch what happens. It says, and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat there on. Okay, God, what's the revelation here? What's the revelation here? Let's go to Matthew, uh, Matthew 21. Hey, Matthew 21 is where we want to go. Matthew chapter number 21. When he got, things got heavy. They took that stone and he sat on that stone and put it under him. Matthew 21, verse number 42. So how do you undergird leadership? With the stone. <laughs> We're going to tell you what the stone is. Matthew, or who the stone is, okay? Matthew chapter number 21, verse number 42. Are we ready? Are we there? Okay, the Bible says in St. Matthew chapter number 21, verse number 42 says, Jesus said unto them, Did you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders, builders are nothing but sons of God, okay, rejected. The same is become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. So, so that stone, that, that, that stone there is symbolic of Jesus Christ. See, he has become, the, 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 he's moved from the cornerstone to become the, the headstone. So what they did, they undergirded leadership with Jesus Christ. Like the foundation is, is Christ. Your foundation has to be Jesus Christ. And one of the things in that foundation that Jesus wants us to do is to do what? Pray. Wow. Pray. Undergird leadership. Undergird the church house or whomever stands, whether it be Dr. Manley, whether it be Brenda Manley, or whether it be Minister Adams, or whoever stands behind here, or anybody in leadership in this place, we need to undergird them with prayer. Undergird them. And in your household, you undergird your priest of your house with prayer. Amen? Amen. Jesus, I see you. Holy Ghost, thank you. Okay, now it's heavy. He sits on the stone. So they, they, and they put it under him. And, and look at verse 12. But Moses' hands was heavy. And they took a stone, Christ, and they put it under him, and he sat thereon. Got to be unity, willingness. And Aaron and her. Aaron is the light bringer. Her means liberty or freedom. You see, Whenever you're undergirding or you're lifting up anyone that's in leadership, whether it's here in the church house or whether it's in your home, you, you got to have the light bringer present within your life. Okay? You, if you're operating in darkness, you cannot pray light. <laughs> it, just don't, it just don't work that way. It, it doesn't work that way. So, but you have to have that li liberty, that freedom. You've got to want to do this thing. 
It can't be that, you know, okay, the bending of the arm or the twisting of the arm because we got to pray for somebody. No, 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 no. You, you, if you're going to lift up anybody, then you got to do it in the freedom of the spirit of your heart. Amen? You got to do it from the heart. Amen? Amen. Because, see, we as leaders, whether it's in the, in the church house or in our own house, we know when there's a, 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 a spirit of freedom operating in the house. Amen. You, you'll know when there's a spirit of freedom. Amen. You'll know. You'll know. Now, the Bible goes on to say, when he sat down and there's Aaron and there's her, Aaron and her stayed up. That means held up. Undergirded. See, the, it's the light that, that undergirds. See, we got to be full of light. In order for us to undergird. Amen. We're going to operate in the, in the, in the spirit of, uh, of liberty and in the spirit of freedom. See, now watch what happens here. It says, and Aaron and her stayed up. His hand, the one on where? One side. And the other where? On the other side. So in other words, it can't be I got somebody over here undergirding me and I ain't got nobody here. You got that? So I got to have both. I got to have a, a, a Aaron and a her. Got to have both. Got, got to have both. To, in order to be undergirded properly. Got to, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Got to have that support system. Amen. You got to have a support system. And, and look why we're going to see why we need that support system. Mm -hmm. We're going to see that. We're going to see that. We're going to see that. Now, the Bible goes on to say, so they stayed up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were what? Steady until the going down of the sun. You see, when you're properly supported, properly supported, then there is no way to fall because you've got somebody undergirding you on both sides. So that's, that's why it's so important to undergird leadership whether or not it's here in the church house, I don't know why I keep emphasizing this, or what is in your home. I guess the Holy Ghost trying to drive something home. All I am is the messenger. Don't kill the messenger. If you want to talk to anybody about the message, talk to the man up above. Amen. Amen. He's the one that you talk to. And if you think he's big enough and bad enough to talk to the man up above and just step up to him, I grant you, you may not work up in the morning. Amen. So you got to be careful how you go before him. Amen. Amen. Hey, you got to be very careful. Steady until the going down of the sun. Now, verse number 13 says, watch what happens when we, we do be that support system. Okay? Uh, verse 13 says, And Joshua, which is that warring spirit, discomforted, discomforted uh, Amalek. So, so what's happening when, we, when everybody's in their proper place and proper positioning, operating from heavenly places now, operating from heavenly places, then you, you, you can mess up the enemy. Discomfort the enemy. In other words, he won't have a leg to stand on. He's crippled. He's hopping. You know, he, there's nothing he can do to you now. So, so when you, you, you got to rise up with that, that fighting spirit. You see, when you go to battle, you got to have a fighting spirit. You know, you can't, oh, I hear you. You can't be a wimp in God's army. God's looking for some soldiers. Soldiers that don't mind going on the front line. Because let me tell you something, the front line is where the heat is. Still won't be leaders. Still won't be preachers. That's where, that's where the heat, the heat is on the front line. Praise God. Look, but look how, look how you discomfort 
your enemy. Still a lot of part of verse 13. It says, and, and his people, I'm going to read the whole thing. And Joshua discomfited the Amalek, the, 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 your, your robbers of your birthright. And his people. What does that tell us? That means he got some little demons with him. The enemy got some, got some, got some folk with him. You know, he got some, he got some little demons with him. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That warring spirit can defeat it and his helpers. Amen. See, you got to know where you're fighting from. You're fighting from heavenly places now. That's where you've been positioned. So that's where you're fighting from. And then he said, "How do you, how do you do it? How do you defeat him?" He said, "And his people with the edge of the sword. What's the sword?" There you go. The word of God. That's how you defeat the enemy. You got to defeat him with the word of God. Now, you can't pick up the word of God uh, 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 on Sunday morning. And if you happen to come to ministry training on, on Wednesday, pick it up two days out of the week. Oh, no. Oh, no. You will not defeat anything. Because what you going to do with the rest of those days? Because, see, the enemy, don't, the enemy does not take time off. He don't take time off from his, from his position. No, he don't take time off now. He's always on his position and he's on time. Why? Because he wants what you got on the inside of you. He's, he's, he's looking, oh my God, I hear you, Holy Ghost. He is right now looking for who he can rob. Will you be one to get robbed today? Because that's what's going on. He's, he's, you see, the Bible says, talks about how he's, he's as a roaring lion. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Seeking, seeking whom he can devour. Well, look, this is, thank you, Holy Spirit. I got to get back up there. He's seeking. He's seeking. He's seeking who he can devour. So what he going to do? He going to come to your house. And he going to seek him and get in your house. Yes. Then if he can't get in there, then he's going to come over. He's giving Mr. Marcellet. Yes. And then he's going to see if he can get in your house. Because you know why? He's looking for that treasure that's, that's on the right. inside that's of you. Right. Why are you going through so much hell, God? Because you got some gift in, the, in your belly. You got something on the inside of you. The enemy wants it. That's why he's robbing. That's why he's seeking. He's seeking, Sister Sandra. He's trying to get in there. He's trying to get in. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Help me, Holy Ghost. I think I done left. I forgot all about this thing here. Jesus, help me, Holy Spirit. Forgot about all these camels. Your God, whatever happens, it's going to be all right. Amen. It's, it's all right. Because you got to understand that the enemy is seeking whom he may devour. Are you going to be a victim today? No. Or are you going to be victorious? Right there by the palm trees, you know, yeah. victory. Yeah. You got to know you got victory. Yeah. He's seeking who he can devour. Yeah. You can't give up, can't give in. No, no, no. Verse 14 says, We're almost done. Says, and the Lord said to Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book. Now, don't just write it down, but then he says, And rehearse it. In the ears of Joshua. Rehearse it to yourself. That war and spirit is in you. You talk to you about you. You rehearse it. You know, it's one thing to tell somebody else, but baby, let me tell you something. The, the, the enemy can come seeking, seeking for them and don't go into their house, but all of a sudden, because we are not properly doing what we need to do, what happens is he'll come seeking right in here. He'll come right up here and take a, and take a seat. He will take a seat. So this word you got today, 
question, what needs to be done? You've got to rehearse it over and over and over and over in your spirit to yourself. Don't tell your neighbor nothing. Just talk to yourself. Because self is the one that needs to be talked to. Rehearse it. You know how it is when you're going to do a new song? You rehearse it, right? You sing that thing over and over and over until it's perfected. Amen? So that's what we got to do. We got to rehearse it over and over and over until we become perfected in this thing. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Then watch what God says when we do that. And rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of those nutrient robbers from under heaven. See, when we do it God's way, the enemy does not have a chance. He doesn't have a chance when we do it God's way. Now, verse 15 says, And Moses built an altar. Now, whenever you, this, this word leaped in your spirit, or that belly leaped in your spirit, then you do, you're at a place of exchange then. Because you received the word. You've given up self, and you took on his will. Now, it's, and Moses built an altar and called the name of Jehovah, called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. Now, Nissi means my banner. See, you got to know God is your banner. That's right. So whenever the enemy comes at your door, just wave your banner. Just, just, wave, just wave your banner. See, if I had a flag, I'd raise the banner, you know, to let him know, hey, this is, I am off limits. You got to be the one to tell him he's off limits. You got to be the one to tell him. Whatever God, mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, now, verse 16 says, For he said, because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Last scripture, Hebrew. Hebrew, last scripture. And this is truth, last scripture. Hebrew, chapter number 13. Last scripture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The importance of undergirding leadership. Hebrew chapter number 13. Now we're there. New Testament. Hebrew chapter number 13. Praise God. Verse number 17. Hebrew chapter number 13. Verse number 17. What's that first word? Boy, that's one word when it comes down to marriage. They, 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 they leave that word out, right? Y'all, you know, y'all go to the same morning, you know, they, they leave out that word, obey. I wonder why, who allowed them to subtract the word? <laughs> okay, now let's bring it home. Let's bring it home. Verse 17 says, Obey them that have the what? Rule over who? You. Right. And, and then not only obey, but what else does it say? And do what? Submit. <coughs> Submit yourselves. For they do what? Watch for whose soul? Your soul. Obey and submit. The reason why is because in leadership, what is here or what is in your house, they are looking out for the welfare of your soul. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account. You see, leader, anybody in leadership, in the, whether it be in the church house or in your home and you're the priest of your house, you got to give an account for how you handle your business. 
Holy Spirit, that was strong. You got to give an account to how you handle your business at the house. As well as the church house. Got to give an account according to the word of God. That's why we love to give the word. Amen. Because see, you can't fight with God. We might think we can. But we can't fight with God. God will show up at your door every time. He'll show up now. So they must give account. That may, and then what, not only that we have, we have to give an account, but it goes on to say that they may do it with what? Joy. Joy. Don't, don't do nothing for me and hate you, done it. Don't, don't, don't do that. Because see, if we've been positioned by God according to the word, then whatever we do, we got to do it with joy. Not with grief, because the next part of it says that they may do it with joy and not with grief. Can't do it with grief. Because see, you got to give an account. And watch, watch this line part. It says, uh, for this is what? Unprofitable. Unprofitable for who? You. For you. Yes. So if we don't do our job, and you don't do your job, then you, according to the word, you the one becomes unprofitable. See, we got to do it with joy. We can't be, we had this thing all waited on, oh, I hate to do it. No, 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 no. We got to do it with joy. Obey and submit is what the book says. Act of surrender. The importance of undergirding leadership. The importance of undergirding leadership. Whether that leadership is within the house of God, or whether that leadership is in your own home. There has to be, has to be, and it should be, an act of surrender. Surrender. <coughs> surrender. Surrender. When we let go of our will, and pick up his will. Then we can defeat. That spirit of Amalek. <coughs> that's trying to rob us. Of our birthright. I'm going to ask you to stand. <coughs> and if this word has. Anyway. Helped you at all. I'm sure that it probably made some folk mad. That's good. And it probably made some glad. But then it's also some that probably brought to a place of repentance. <coughs> repentance. If you feel like There needs to be more unity within your home or church house. And if the word found you, can we be man or woman enough to actually come and as an act of surrender? Surrender. Surrender. Act of surrender.
act of surrender. Anybody still holding on to their will? And not completely, total, totally surrendered to God's will. Anybody there? Anybody there? Anybody there? Then you know what? Then you need to be down here. Because see, what, what, what we're saying to God is, God, I still want to hold on to my peace. I don't want, I don't want your will in my life. I don't want to, I want to continually be robbed. I want to continually be robbed by the enemy. I want to be robbed. I want to be robbed. Not today. Not today. Not today. You see, the first, the first act of surrendering is, I don't care who sees me. Because they don't have to live with me. And they don't have to go through what I have to go through because of my disobedience. So I don't have a problem. Why? They don't have a heaven <laughs> nor a hell to put me in. Amen. Act of surrendering. <coughs> the act of surrendering. Act of surrendering. Let's pray. <coughs> Father, we have shared your word. We have done what you have spoken in the wee hours of the night. And Lord, we come now. We come, God, with surrendered hearts and lifted hands, which is an act of surrendering, God. We no longer, God, want our will. But God, we want your will to be done in our lives. So Father, help us today, God. Help us, Lord God. Help us, Lord. And Father, we will stand before you, God. And tell you from the depths of our hearts, God, that we surrender all. Thank you, Lord God, for those that have come, God, and those that were willing, God, to make that step, God. And Father, because they made that step, then you will make the remaining of the steps for them, God. And Father, we bind up that spirit, God, that is trying to, to rob us of our birthright. The birthright, God, that you have given unto us, God. That's trying to rob us of our gifts, God. That's used for the kingdom, Lord. We come against that spirit. That spirit of darkness. And we no longer will give him free access. To operate within us. Thank you now, God. And God, as the glory descended. And God, today we feel as if your glory descended today, God. And God, we will see the evidence that the glory prevailed in our lives today.
We thank you now, God. God, those people whose heart, God, and a crossroad, God, of making a decision, God, be in the midst, God. Help us, Lord God, to make no decisions without consulting you. Because we just surrendered and to your will. God, thank you. Now, Father, smile upon your people. Smile upon us, God. Smile upon us, God. Let your glory rest upon us, God. Now, Father, we, we lift up Dr. Manley before you, God. We undergird him now, Lord God. We pray, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. That you make him whole, God. Regulate his mind, God. Keep him walking in the way, God. Pour yourself into him, God. Help him to walk with you, God. We praise you, God. We praise you, Lord, for a mighty man of battle that will come back even greater and mightier than ever before, God. We exalt your name for it, God. Thank you, God, for the sabbatical, God. Give him rest, total rest, God. And allow the rivers of water to flow through him and in him, God. And Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you remember the black family, God. You know the situation they were facing today, God. So, Father God, have your way in their lives, God. Have your way, God. You know all things. And, Father God, we lift up Pastor Riker before you, Lord. Weaker in his body, God, but strong in his mind. We ask you now, God, to, to, to pour yourself into him like the fire of you, God. Flow all through him, God. Burn up in and everything that's not of you, God. We speak to that disease right now in the name of Jesus. We shed the light of you, God. Upon his body and in his body. It shall not and will not prevail over the man of God. Now, Father, leaders, as well as followers. Leaders in your house and leaders in the home, God. We lift them up before you. We undergird them, God. And we'll get on each side so they'll be steady. We'll be steady to be able to do the kingdom work. Bless Minister Adams, God. Thank you for him, God. Anoint him afresh. Use him for your glory. Then, Father, remember me. Thank you, God. Thank you for holding me, God. Thank you, God, for strengthening me, God. Thank you, Lord God, for giving me the mind of Christ. Oh, God, I praise you, God. Praise you for the storm, God. Praise you, God. Glorify you, God. For in the midst of it, God, there comes a peace on the other side. We thank you for it right now. Now, God bless your people. Angels, we dispatch them right now. 
along the road, along the highway, every place they travel, God, we dispatch your angels. And then, God, when they reach their destination, oh, God, when they reach home, there will be such a fragrance of you in the midst, God. They'll be able to smell you, God, and say, what is this? It will be your presence. They are one with you. This we ask. In your son Jesus' name. And all of the saints of God said, Amen, 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 and amen. Embrace somebody, y'all. Amen, hallelujah. Consider yourself dismissed. Amen. Hallelujah.